Welcome to Built to Scale e-commerce show with Darius and Justin. We are the founders of Ad Kings Agency, an industry-leading boutique e-commerce, Facebook ads, and omni-channel funnels growth agency. Our insights and expertise have helped to generate over $45 million in revenue and spent over $18 million on paid acquisition for our clients in the last year alone. In this podcast, we open up about the marketing and business development strategies and tactics we use to get these results. Hey guys, welcome to Build to Scale Commerce Show with Darius Kunza. And in this episode, we'll be interviewing at Jordan Vest, an owner of Mindful Marketing and a host of Secrets of the Scaling E-Commerce Podcast. And today we'll be diving deep into an e-commerce gated launch strategy Jordan employed to make over $250,000 in just 24 hours. It's certainly something very interesting for me to hear about. And I hope you guys will enjoy this topic. So without further ado, Jordan, could you introduce yourself a little bit more to the audience, what you did, maybe your story, how you got into the marketing and how what you're doing right now? Yeah, absolutely. Darius, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I'm really excited to speak to your audience. And you're going to be on uh, my podcast, Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. So absolutely. I feel like there's just this was a great fit. So yeah, my story back in, I believe it was 2011, I was combing through Craigslist and I wanted to buy a business. I found a business for sale. I found a restaurant, a chain restaurant, Taco Del Mar. And I decided, I was like, you know what? It was up for $35,000. I'm like, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy this restaurant and see how it goes. I was like, what's the worst case scenario that I lose like $35,000? Like, it's not the end of the world. And so I bought it. And the worst case scenario was that I lost about six years of my life and probably about $150,000. And I was in my early 20s at the time. So it was pretty difficult to, to get through that. And I, I learned tons during that time. Now, during that time, we had our first child in 2013. And shortly after, my wife realized that we were trying cloth diapers. And she realized during that time that the leggings that we were putting on our, our firstborn were not fitting properly. And so she was a fashion designer and she's like, oh, I can easily make these kind of leggings. And so she made them and people absolutely loved them. And then she started to going to craft shows and craft markets and she would sell out every single time. And then we got our first wholesaler, you know, their first big order was like $500. And we're like, whoa, this is incredible. Well, fast forward to 2021. Now that brand has now turned into three brands. So originally it was just a baby brand, but uh, now it's a baby brand, a women's clothing brand and a pajama brand. And then we are also acquiring two more brands right now. And we'll probably be pretty close to eight figures this year uh, in sales on that. And throughout all of that, my wife and I realized that we don't work day to day super well together. We, we love each other, but it's <laughs> working day to day with your spouse isn't, it's just not fun, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was really good at the marketing side. And so I just started to take on consulting clients on the marketing side. And I didn't really know what I was doing as far as running that kind of business is concerned. But we've now grown that into a real substantial business with about 15 employees now. We help e-commerce companies, you know, solve some specific issues. And uh, we absolutely love what we do. So yeah, I am all in on direct-to-consumer e-commerce. Like I said, we're actually full outright purchasing two brands right now, one in the States and one in Canada, and we have no plans to slow down. So it's, yeah, it's just a great time to be in this business. Why are you purchasing a brand? I think it's kind of a question that maybe a lot of business owners will have. Why instead of, you know, just starting a business, you deciding to purchase it? Well, I think that that 
zero to one million in revenue is a huge jump, right? There's a lot of things that have to happen in that first million dollars of revenue year over year to really be incredible, right? And not all businesses can get to that level. And I'm not confident enough in the way that I pick products to get to that level again without there being a lot of heartache. So instead, if you run the numbers when you buy a business and if you can get good terms, for us, all these businesses will be profitable as of day one, right? And we like to buy businesses sort of in that low seven figures, kind of two to three million in revenue so that we can grow them into that those 10 million plus dollar brands and we just let the financing sort of take care of things. So that that's the big reason why I love acquisitions. Yeah, it's actually very interesting. We are actually also in the middle of one acquisition in very similar category to what you mentioned, like, you know, acquiring some smaller brands with already having some proven products. And then, you know, you already have a cash flow. If something you can always sell the business, if it doesn't work out or something, plus you save so much time on testing the products and just figuring out what works. And usually you can get such a good terms that a lot of people, you know, do not even think about that as an option. Yeah, I don't think people realize that there are so many creative ways to acquire businesses, right? Like it's not just getting bank financing or having to have cash at all. With a couple of these deals, we're going to be putting up very little actual cash. Most of it is going to be bank debt and seller debt. So it's a really interesting way to scale. And I'll let you know after a year how it goes, but we have some (laughs) great projections. And these are some awesome brands that we're buying with really huge followings already. One of them has almost 300,000 Instagram followers and an email list of 100,000. How long would that take me to get to that? I mean, even (laughs) our brand, you know, being mid to high seven figures right now, our email list isn't even close to that, right? And our Instagram pages aren't even close to that. So it's an incredible following to be able to also purchase. And most likely what you're putting up only about 20% of real value, you know, upfront in cash. Yeah, I mean, as far as cash is concerned, I actually have to put up zero cash. Ah, so it's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, debt on this one, bank debt on this one, we're going to be doing 40%. And then the other one is only Mm. 5% bank debt. So it's, uh, yeah, I took a page out of Roland Frazier's book from Digital Marketer. And and he's absolutely brilliant with this stuff. He's awesome. Yeah, and he just really inspired me to go and do it. And it's just so much easier than you think it is, right? People really, they think of acquisitions. They're like, oh my gosh, how could I ever do that? It's really simple, as long as you know what you're doing on the back end, right? And so luckily I've brought in a partner who's done lots of acquisitions and he's going to be getting a piece of these two businesses to run them and to do all the acquisitions. So there's a lot of, lots of lawyer's fees in there. (laughs) Yeah. Ironic, you know, this is exactly what we are doing. We're also partnering up with another guy that was in the past our client. And now you are just working together on some acquisition deals. Just because it makes sense, you know, we'll be doing what we know the best, which is marketing. He will be taking care of business growth and the processes, etc. And basically, you know, it's a win-win situation. Okay. And let's try to get into the meat of presentation about what we started to talk at the start. How did you get $250,000 in sales in just 24 hours? You know, give me like one mile view, you know, from the sky overview, <laughs> how the strategy worked, what's the goal, etc. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to let your audience know, this is not the only time we've ever done this, this one particular story. We've done this with sales before. The really compelling thing about this story is that there was actually no sale. People were paying full price. So I'm going to walk it back just a little bit. About a year, a year and a half ago, I had somebody on my podcast, Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, who talked to me about how she was selling out collections to her VIP group. And this is in fashion. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. Like how big is your VIP group on Facebook? And she's like, oh, it's just like 3000 people. And she was selling everything out 
to just to them. And I was, it got me thinking, I'm like, ah, there's got to be something here. So we actually built up a Facebook VIP group and we started to do special things just for them. And I think the real power of the VIP group came in when we added text message marketing, so SMS marketing to that, and we called it the VIP SMS list. So we only message that VIP SMS list when we have something incredibly special to share with them. And I think that's where the the real power started to come in here because with SMS marketing, people are getting that notification immediately on their phone, right? People do not ignore text messages. Most people don't have little blue dots beside text messages, so they're going to get that text message. And that's where the real power came in, combining the conversational aspect of a VIP group on Facebook and all of the other things that come along with that, as well as text messaging. So then we decided, we thought, hey, you know what, let's try this special launch method that I'd been thinking about for a while. So what we did is we password protected the website for 24 hours before. So nobody could get into the website while we uploaded a new collection. So this was a a fall winter collection. There was probably a new, probably 500 SKUs. And so we uploaded that while the website was down, right? And so people, they would come to a splash page and basically say, hey, if you want early access to this launch, go to the VIP group. So at 10 a.m. Pacific the next day, we gave the password to the website when it was all ready. I was absolutely amazed. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? So I'm looking at Google Analytics and Shopify Analytics and the live view. And suddenly I see like 3,500 people on the website and then 4,000 and then 4,500 and then 5,000. I'm like, oh my gosh, people are actually entering the password to get into the website. This is absolutely incredible. And then the sales just started pouring in. In the first hour and a half or two hours, we had about $120,000 of sales. We're just like, this is incredible. This is absolutely incredible. And the average order value was so ridiculously high. And then it just kept, it just kept coming and coming. And even when we took the password off, the sales just kept climbing and climbing. And so, yeah, within that 24 hours, we did about two, actually just over $250,000 of sales. And it was just, it's something that we've repeated now multiple times. We don't do it a lot. We probably do it once a quarter to sort of keep it fresh, but it's something that we think is a bit of a secret weapon. And and there's a lot of psychology behind it, right? There's that micro commitment that somebody (laughs) makes You know, a lot of times people think, oh, I need to make it as easy as possible for somebody to buy from me. And I agree with that. I agree on the cart side. But for people who really love your brand, and if you have a limited supply, having that one little micro commitment that they need to make to enter a password, find a password, enter a password. Now they're in the website. Well, hey, for that first two hours, the conversion rate on the website was 15%, right? 15%. So, you know, people come, come in and they don't want to leave, right? Because they've entered this password. They're now in this like special place. It's like going to a club almost. Yeah. Just getting VIP access, et cetera. And yeah, what you mentioned often, you know, people think that it's always about making the path as easy, as smooth as you can make it. And in normal occasions, yes, you need to make it simple, et cetera. But when there's like a special occasions, you need to people make feel special, right? And that you are getting something exclusive, something important, and then we are ready to open up your cash reserves, credit cards, and just pay you up. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's exactly what it comes down to. (laughs) (laughs) And tell me, you know, how did you do it? How do you figure out the strategy at the start? So, oh yeah, that's an interesting question, right? Where did this all come from? So I read a book by Jonah Berger called Contagious. 
years mm. ago. I remember I was actually with my wife. We left our kids at home and we went to Disney World on our own. <laughs> and I remember I picked this book up. I'd always wanted to read it. And it was actually in the airport lounge. I saw Contagious and I was like, oh, I've wanted to read this book forever. And so Contagious is all about how things go viral and things catch on. So there was this brand in there, a clothing brand. And it was a really interesting story because they were just kind of like a so-so brand. They were, I think, almost on the brink of bankruptcy. And they decided to rebrand themselves and completely password protect the site. And every Friday, what they would do is give people on their list the password. And that was the only way that people could shop. And they would release all the product at that time and it would sell out within an hour. So they went from this and they didn't change the clothes at all, but they went from this struggling brand to now this brand of exclusivity. And so that's exactly where I got that idea from. So Jonah Berger, thank you. <laughs> it's actually an amazing book. And if somebody's listening to it, definitely give it a read. Personally, read it, I think, a year ago. And certainly there are quite a bit good inspirations. So tell me, you know, how did you prepare for this launch? What channels did you involve? You know, what did you do before even the launch of the sale? Yeah, so we knew that we were going to do this type of launch at least a month before. And so we actually, what we do is we heavily prep for these launches, right? Because one of my principles that I live by is it's all in the setup, right? Getting that setup correct is what is going to make a launch like this incredible. About two weeks before we let our VIPs in on the lookbook for the collection, right? So we let them see all of the new stuff. And then we constantly were asking them questions about what they liked. So what that does on the VIP group is it gives a bunch of social proof, right? There's like 200 comments of like, oh, I like this. I like this. Well, hey, why don't you take a friend who likes this? Oh yeah, of course. So there's all of this action on the <laughs> VIP group at that time, right? And then on our normal social channels and as well as Facebook ads, we're just letting people know, hey, we're going to be launching this collection. If you want early access, join these lists. And so we see a huge uptick in the people who are actually joining these lists, which is incredible. And then by the time that we actually launched, we kind of built up a bit of a frenzy, right? I think two weeks is a really good time frame. We actually have a, a sales launch checklist that we give out to people on this, this particular topic that goes from about three weeks before right mm. to launch day and all of the different things that they need to know to actually launch that. Okay, so it's kind of like sounds very similar to what we are usually employing during Black Friday and the kind of preparation for that. We usually run some ads like even a month before, just teasing people, asking them to subscribe, leave their SMSs, etc. And then we usually hit them with Black Friday offers, usually three, four days even before the Black Friday. And uh, this is how we often are able to get the same sales as some people are having during Black Friday a few days early. When people are still having all the money, you know, we still didn't spend it. And you're basically having pretty much no competition there for like the first few days. Totally, totally. Yes. And that's exactly what it is, right? It's creating your own Black Fridays, right? A lot of brands rely yeah. on Black Friday. I mean, interestingly, there's probably not a lot of brands, you know, besides the big ones like, you know, Ezra Firestone's brands and, and those sorts <laughs> of things that are really going to hit those massive numbers. But it wasn't that many years ago that he was hitting numbers like I'm hitting, right? about 250,000 in a day. And that was incredible, right? On Black Friday. And I think we've really figured something out with building a community of loyal followers. That's why I don't believe in ads just for the sake of ads, right? I believe in ads for the sake of building big 
followings for people and communities for people that they can contact without having to pay. I mean, besides SMS fees and, 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 <laughs> yep. and email fees, but, yeah. but besides that, right, you're not constantly having to reacquire these customers. And especially if you have a good, you know, good social following, again, getting these people into every single channel, I believe highly in omni-channel marketing, right? So that includes places like Snapchat and TikTok and YouTube and, and everywhere where your customer is, I believe that you need to be there. Definitely, you know, I think we have very similar thinking, Jordan. So our agency is also like focusing on the channel marketing. And pretty much this is what we do, right? We just start their journey usually with Facebook ads because such an efficient acquisition channel. And then, you know, we explore it and continue it through emails, through different marketing channels, remarketing on YouTube, AdWords, even sometimes Snapchat and then TikTok. Basically, you have to be everywhere and you are, have to look at it as if you're creating a relationship with a person because you never want to be making just one sale. That's the quickest way to go out of a business, especially if I'm looking for the next three years in the future, if iOS 14, the changes in tracking, etc., Reality of the businesses that will survive will be the ones that are investing in relationships and actually selling a good product and building this trust and connection with our customers. Totally. Yeah, I really do think, Darius, that we are on the same page when it comes to this stuff because it's what works and it's also what's right. Building a relationship with your customers is the right thing to do. And what we're explaining today is how you do it, right? The way, like where you put people and how you actually build relationship. And that's why Facebook VIP groups for now are that place where you really are able to nurture people and you're able to move them from, you know, we often talk about the levels of traffic, right? Like level one yeah. is they don't know anything about you. Level two is they've engaged. Level three is they've viewed product. Level four is they've added to cart. Level five is purchased. And that's all people talk about. Yeah. Well, hey, the most valuable levels are after level five. So moving people from that purchase, then what do you do with them? Then how do you make them a part of your community and let them know? I mean, what's the thing that happens every time after somebody buys something? They regret it immediately, right? People <laughs> regret things immediately. And so if you can get them into a community of people who love your product and they're going to help them not regret that purchase, your return rate is going to go down substantially, right? Our return rate, we were looking at it recently, is just under 3%. And we're in clothing. That is a, an incredibly low return rate. And I think that that all has a big part to do with it is building up that VIP community who is saying, no, no, this is absolutely wonderful stuff. You guys will love this purchase. And them just not regretting the purchase. That's a big thing. Yeah. And honestly, we are doing the same thing with a few of our customers and running these VIP groups. And to be honest, I personally would never think that we would get such a huge engagement. Even if it's a small brand, you know, making and they're having about a thousand members in the group. We're getting like 30, 50 posts a day from people actually commenting or talking about the product, how much we like it, recommending to their girlfriends, you know, just basically a viral effect right in the community there. Plus, you're getting such a huge benefit if you need to develop another product or, you know, promote something, get a feedback about something. It's something that I think every commerce brand right now should be doing at one level or another. Totally agree. I was actually just looking at our stats, and I know your audience really likes to get into the nitty gritty of things. We were looking at our VIP group stats in the last 30 days. We've had 4,700 comments. 4,700 comments. <laughs> How many members is this? It's 8,300 people. Okay, so it's a substantial amount. 
It's a substantial amount, but still 4,300 comments. We have uh, 7,200 of those members are considered active members in the group. <laughs> 7,200 people. That's incredible. Uh, organic posts, we've had 413 of them. 413 in 30 days. Yeah. What are you doing to promote the engagement in the group? So really very little from our side. Again, it's all about the setup, right? It's all about <laughs> letting people know, hey, come into this group. The purpose of this group is to show off your clothes that you bought for yourself, for your kid, and let us know what you think. It's to ask questions about sizing and all of that. And so people go into the group knowing that. And that's why I think it's so successful. Yeah, and honestly, it works not just for apparel. Like we found a huge success in cosmetics niche and tech niche, etc., where people can simply talk about, you know, hey, it had this effect to my skin, or you know, I like this tool, right, because it's bringing me this this result, and this is where I'm applying it. It's interesting how much people love to talk about the gadgets or things they buy. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. Especially if you've made a good choice, right? People love to recommend things because it makes them feel. Special and in Contagious, Jonah Berger's other book, I'm forgetting what the name of that one is, both great books. He talks all about that, right? That people love to share interesting information because it makes them feel smarter. And you and I do the same thing all the time, Darius. I love it. I'm not saying other people like to do that. I love to share information. Once I get it, I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to know this fact. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess we were just geeks and we love just geeking out about what we do, right? I think it's even more than that. I have no doubt that you and I are big geeks, but it, it's even beyond that, right? <laughs> We're big <laughs> geeks who want to be cool. <laughs> In a way, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? There are stories about cool geeks, right? We never really fit in, but we are like hell of a fun to look from the side. <laughs> yes, yes, totally, totally. Cool. So tell me more about the strategy, right? So were you employing SMSs, right, in this community? You had this, your amazing lounge day, right? And the sales started to fly in. What went wrong, right? I believe there were at least one or two things that crashed, something didn't work out, maybe some emails. What could people foresee going wrong in this type of launch? Well, I think the biggest thing is if you're doing internal fulfillment, good luck, right? <laughs> we were backed up because it wasn't just that day, that 250000 We then went from, at that time, I think our average day was about $10,000 in sales. Well, we went from that to, you know, 250000 And then the next day was 50000 and then 40,000 and 40,000, right? So we're, our days then were so much bigger than normal. And we do all internal fulfillment because of the way, the, you know, the amount of SKUs that we have and the kind of quality control that we like to have on our product. We do everything internal. And so our team was backed up for about a month of actually being <laughs> able to catch up with orders. And for some reason, it still just did not matter. It didn't matter. People just kept purchasing. And we let everybody know, like, hey, there is going to be long, long waits. I mean, another big issue is, you know, we didn't quite have our inventory correct for some reason. And we found this happen a lot with Shopify, where somehow the inventory gets a little bit screwed up. And so we actually oversold a few items. Um, so that was a big issue. And then just making sure to keep up with all of the customer emails, right? We go from about 150 yeah. regular customer emails a day to 500 and so having to pull somebody in from the team to just deal with customer emails is a huge <laughs> issue too, right? Like there's just so many things. And most likely it's like a hot customer emails we're going to be buying right now. Exactly, exactly. These are people who want 
to purchase, but they have a quick question to ask, right? And so that's where the VIP group comes in amazingly, right? Because people will ask group questions on the VIP group and they'll get an answer, not from us, but from the community. And so that's really cut down on our customer service inquiries. That doesn't mean we still don't have a lot of them though. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me, you know, what would we have done differently if you would have to recreate the stream strategy from the scratch right now, maybe improve on it in some ways? I mean, that's a really good question. I, at this point, I haven't found something that drives more traffic without ads for a <laughs> launch. So I'll, I'll let you know one day if I get there and if I find something better. But so far, I haven't. I mean, I test things all the time. We have loads of clients that we work with at Mindful Marketing, and we test all of these things with them. And we still haven't found anything that works better than a gated launch in 2021. So maybe I have a quick tip to share here. It's something that we played around and experimenting for Black Friday campaigns. So what we usually do like a month before, once we start teasing people about the lounge, we create a mega giveaway campaign using Wiper.io software. And it's literally, you know, a software where people join in via their email and they get into like secondary page where they have to do certain tasks, you know, joining into your follower list, VIP group, whatever it is. And we collect points. Certain points, we unlock certain prizes and like the basic prizes are like a discounts, which immediately incentivize people to go and buy the product. And the upper things are more for like, and why it's called mega go away. It should be like crazily huge prize that people would want to get. For example, if you are selling, you know, clothes, right? It might be a full collection, one of your wool clothes in that collection, right? Something that would yeah, just yeah. make people go crazy about it. And this is how you get a lot of emails and we would just run it on the purchase objective. And immediate ROAS wouldn't be really good, right? But we were getting leads for about $4 to $5. And then we would put these okay. leads in the pre-nurture campaign on email list. And that would be just simple seven emails, you know, sent in, in 10 days, something like this. Doesn't need to be super complicated. Telling about brand, products, etc., And preparing them for this launch. So we would usually be able to get at least extra five to 10, 15,000 extra people who are super hot and ready to buy. And what's very cool that this email list usually even after the launch performs just as good as the people who recently bought from you. This means we were able to get about two to three dollars per person when we send out the emails to this list. Wow. That's a great, that's an absolutely great strategy. I love that, Darius. I, I've used something actually similar with King Sumo. Hmm. For giveaways like that, sounds like a pretty similar uh, product. I, I love that idea, Darius. Yeah, so it's just like a small addition, right? <laughs> you can try to supercharge yeah. it. I think this year we for sure, you know, tried uh, with some of our own clients to do it, not on just Black Friday, because for Black Friday, it absolutely crushed for us. Now we are taking it a step back and you will be implementing during like regular collection launches. And this is what certainly could be a good learning point for a lot of listeners, I think, you know. When you are launching a product, make it big. And if you can do even pre-launch, that's even better. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, totally. Make, yeah, exactly. Make your product launches like Apple product launches, right? Where people want it. People really want the product and they want to know about it and they want to watch it. Have you thought ever about doing a live product launch versus like a live stream similar to Apple style or what's right now popular in China and Asia in general? Absolutely. I would love to, with our brands, do a live product launch. The problem is the face of the brand uh, does not like doing video mm. for those brands. So, <laughs> so uh, with the new acquisitions, I will be more the face of those brands. And so we will definitely be live streaming those. <laughs> that I'm very, very excited about. 
Yeah, because this is exactly one of the topics that I'm right now geeking out about. And just looking you know, into the trends, I think next two years, getting the right influencers to do these launches could be a next big thing, especially with iOS 14, if it messes up the tracking and other stuff. I think the product launches will be the way to go forward. Oh, totally. Yes, absolutely. Cool, Jordan. So what? Super thankful for your information and then sharing your story here. I think it was certainly very valuable. Tell me more, you know, where people could find you, you know, your agency and maybe some other things. Yeah, totally. So if people want that checklist that we use when we run sales, you can go to mindfulmarketing.co slash SLC. That stands for sales launch checklist. We get a lot of people downloading that <laughs> checklist there. So I hope it's really helpful. And then let us know if that actually works. And yeah, for me, I love when people reach out on LinkedIn. If you just search Jordan West, I'm Jordan West Marketer on LinkedIn. And uh, that's where I spend the majority of my social sort of time is there. And then if you want to know more about what we do at Mindful Marketing in Canada or the States, that's really where we mostly live. Just go to mindfulmarketing.co. So thanks, Darius, so much for having me. I'm really excited to have you on my podcast. Enjoying this podcast? Consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends. This helps us to grow and create more amazing content like this for you.